Hello, my lovely peaches. It's your host, Rach. Welcome to your midweek mindfulness motivation, because it doesn't have to be a Monday to start bettering ourselves. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Right Now with Rach podcast, where we keep it real and talk about all things self-improvement. I am so, so happy you are here, and I am so proud of you for clicking on this podcast, because I know it means that you are taking steps forward in your journey of personal growth. So welcome, you beautiful soul. Toxicity. How do we deal with it? Well, (laughs) the short answer is don't. (laughs) Don't put up with it. Don't be toxic. Don't allow it into your life and cut it off if it ever arises because it's not worth it. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's all I have for you today. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know it's not that simple, although I wish to heck that it was. Also, side note, before we keep going, I am recording in my living room today instead of down in the studio. So if you hear like dog paws or like babies crying, I apologize in advance. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. Um, But yeah, the long answer for toxicity still ends in like don't have it in your life, but we're going to talk about how to get there. And to start, I want to dive into like what toxicity really entails and how I know it is so not easy just to like cut it off. The majority of toxic situations don't start out that way. It's a slow burn and that's why it's difficult to see at first. Most of the time when we are in something that's toxic, whether it be a workplace environment, a romantic relationship, a friendship, whatever it is, it starts off pleasant and happy, hopeful, you know. And then by the time it hits its peak toxic level, we are in so deep that we don't always realize or we feel like cutting it out is near impossible. Does that sound familiar? Before we dive in further, I want you all to think of one person in your life that you consider to be toxic. This could be anyone from a coworker to a family member, friend, or even intimate par- partner, which I pray isn't true for any of you, but I know that it might be. Okay, now think about why you consider them to be toxic. Maybe they are passive-aggressive, maybe narcissistic, maybe they criticize everything you do or blatantly make fun of you, Uh, maybe they bring negative energy to every situation, or they talk about you behind your back, maybe they never admit that they're wrong, (laughs) or they're consistently gaslighting you. Whatever it is, they may make you feel smaller or not good enough. Or like you're always doing something wrong and that's not okay. So we're going to discuss things that we can do to prevent toxic people from affecting our lives. The pre-knowledge of knowing like what types of toxic traits exist and being able to spot that behavior will help you to minimize the effects that they have on your life. And the first thing I learned that I want you to know before we keep going is that you are not alone. Every single person has experienced toxicity in one way or another, many of us to different extents, but often when we're in a situation that feels terrible and like it's going to keep going with this back and forth forever and it can feel super isolating and lonely sometimes and we always feel like we're the only ones, but everyone has experienced at least one toxic situation in their life or has had one in their life. There are so many different kinds of toxic traits out there that like, if we went through them all in depth, I'd probably be talking to you for 30 hours straight. 
However, I think we can all agree that there are probably around 10 main ones that are the most problematic in our relationships. And we just listed a few, but I'll kind of reiterate. There's never apologizing and always blaming someone or something else. That can be a toxic trait. Never admitting when they're wrong. (laughs) It's one of my biggest pet peeves that applies to like the majority of the population, unfortunately. Uh, Manipulation is a big one. Having a different face or personality depending on who the person is with. They will make you prove yourself to them by putting you in weird situations where you have to choose them over something else. They won't lift you up and be genuinely happy or support you when things are going well, but they will be there when you're down or having issues. That's a big one, guys. You need people in your life that legitimately want you to do well, and unfortunately, that's fucking rare. Some other talk to trades are being judgmental, uh, someone who brings up your past mistake over and over again, even when it's irrelevant to the conversation. So you feel like you're defending yourself constantly and instead of talking about the issue at hand. And the majority of time, it probably started with something you were frustrated about, but somehow it got turned around on you. Uh, People like that can exaggerate everything to make an argument that you can't win. But no, you don't have to win. It's okay. (laughs) Um, These people may feel superior to others. Or they're constantly playing the victim. Oh my god. This is similar to never apologizing, but anyway. Um, and then narcissism or self-centeredness. Uh, I didn't count. I think that might have been a little more than 10, but some of them kind of go hand in hand. And someone who brings toxicity doesn't necessarily do every single one of these things. Um, oh, but if they do, I want you to run and I want you to run far, Peach. Okay. So those are the kinds of things toxic people do that frustrated us. But what they're also really good at is keeping us on the hook. Because if they just did that and there was no reason for us to stick around, like we wouldn't. But they may become really sweet after they do something shitty. Maybe make us think they're apologizing or make it seem like they're leaning into like our side of things and our emotions. Even though we don't realize that they're actually just saving face. These types of people keep us coming back, and that's what makes them truly toxic. But, like we always talk about, nothing is ever black and white, so that doesn't mean you have to cut people out completely. There are different between, like, fully toxic people and then people who enable toxic traits. Uh, You just have to to learn what their role is in your life if you don't want to fully cut them out. And we're going to dive into that into more detail in a minute. But before we do, I'm going to let you guys in on a horrible time in my life. Because I I always told you I keep it 100, all right? I'm going to tell you a story. I'll try to keep it like as short as I can, just so you understand the gist. But I'll tell you about my biggest toxic relationship. And it was actually with someone I considered to be one of my best friends, which Looking back, it makes me want to vomit because this person was never actually a friend to me. But like I said before, like things like that don't start out like shit. Okay, so I'll try to keep it short, but this story is worth listening to, guys. The drama. Okay, so (laughs) I was in my second year of university and I met this group of girls in my classes and we hit it off like instantly. They started inviting me to go to class with them, to party with them, you know, come over and study, things like that. And they were awesome. So kind, so funny, fun to be around. 
at the time they were definitely my kind of people and so there's four 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 girls and one of them um I don't want to use their name because like I'm not petty so we'll just call her Crystal <laughs> she took a particular interest in being my friend and that sounds weird but like we just like clicked and we would do stuff separately and we text a lot and we started to become really close okay now she lives with the three other girls at the time and she would vent to me about the drama that they would have and confide in me about a lot of stuff and I've always been someone who's there for others so that felt good that she could trust me right and I still loved these other girls like I was friends with them and all of us would like hang out and party every weekend um but they would tell me like their side of things so fast forward we're all friends blah 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 they had drama off and on with crystal all the time and i didn't really think much of it so the following year it came time um to figure out where we were all living and all my roommates at the time that i had were kind of moving on they weren't in the same program as me so they were either done or they were moving somewhere else so they all left and i was like trying to figure out what i was going to do and crystal had asked me if i want to find a place with her and because I didn't really know what I was going to do, I was like, okay, that'd be fine. And now those other girls that did live with her the previous year warned me so many times. They're like, Rach, do not live with her. She's crazy. We are not kidding. This is not a good idea. But me being me, I was nice, naive. Like I like to make my own opinions about people. And I'm like, no, no, it'll be totally fine. <laughs> yeah, you guessed it. It was not totally fine. So... <laughs> Anyways, we move in together. We had three other roommates that none of us knew, um, but we end up getting along with really well. And one of them is still my best friends to this day. Shout out, Maddie. Love you. <laughs> um, okay, so there's five of us in the house, Crystal and I being two of them, Maddie being another, and then two other girls. And like we, for the first while, we got along like the majority of the time. I mean, nothing in a house with five estrogen-filled young 20-somethings is going to be perfect. Okay, there's going to be drama, but for the most part, like, we were all friends. I'm trying not to over-talk before I get to the juicy stuff. I'm sorry, but, like, just trying to give you a background, oops, um, of the time and who I was surrounded with. Okay, so at first, everything was going well. Then Crystal got comfortable, and we all, well, we all did, really. When you live with someone and you're around someone 24-7, everything gets heightened, and when I got to know Crystal, oh, the toxic energy she brought, let me tell you, fucking toxic. Okay, yeah. how rage, how rage, tell me, tell me what she did. Okay, where do I begin? I, oh, there's so much, but I want to try and like condense this because I, I want to get to like the good shit of how to deal with toxic energy, but I want you guys to know it's coming from some serious experience. Um, okay, I'll just say... Crystal would create drama from nothing, like literally every other day. She would get mad about what seemed to me like nothing, like nobody understood why she was mad half the time, like especially when we were drinking, which was like three days a week at least, but eventually it came to a point where like we could not go out one single night without some sort of drama, like it felt like I would just breathe the wrong way and she would get mad at me and freak out about nothing and storm off and there was always something and it felt like we were always walking on eggshells around her and she would make up these like little stories to cause fights between me and my roommates like 
especially me and Maddie, because we got really close. I almost got close to her than I did to Crystal. And I don't know if she was threatened by that or what, but there was one night in particular amongst a million, but one night when the toxic energy like truly boiled over. Okay. And she did a lot of things like evil things. We would fight. She would say horrible things to me. She talked shit about everyone. And like, she would come up with plans to get the attention of guys that her so-called friends were with. And she had the Instagram password of one of our friends and would read her personal messages and then tell a bunch of us what they said and use it against her. Like, I'm telling you, she's not a good person. Okay. I'm going to skip all that. I'm like trying to think of what matters. Anyways, sorry guys. We will skip to the breaking point for all of us, even her. Pre-context, the day before, she had made up some story that I was texting her and talking shit about Maddie. So not true. Maddie got upset with me and then like we're, we're all going to go out to the bar on campus that night and she's we were just like we'll just let it go like let's just go we all agreed let's just go have fun not have any drama like let's have a good night and we got there and Maddie and I had went out for a smoke which I don't do anymore guys don't worry um (laughs) and I said to her I'm like honestly I didn't it's not what happened at all like you can read the text conversation if you want So she did and realized it was actually Crystal who said all that stuff and not me. Like I was defending Maddie and I wasn't saying anything negative. So she was like, oh my God, you know what? I'm done with this girl. Like I've had it up to my chin with this stuff. No, thank you. But she didn't say anything because she's like, we're not going to have drama. So we go back inside we go to the bathroom. I was kind of over it. It wasn't, I wasn't really having that much fun. Neither was Maddie. So we text our group chat with one of our other friends and say, hey, like, can you come pick us up now? Like, we're done. She replies, yeah, for sure. Like, who am I picking up? We just say, okay, Maddie and Rach. And then Crystal pipes in, ha, 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 ha. And we're like, I don't know. It's funny, but whatever. We go back to the dance floor. Standing there, she just, there's a lot of in-between stuff that I won't bore you with but she gets into it she whips me around somehow she's mad at me for something I have no idea what to this day I cannot rock my brain to figure out why she's mad and long story short we go home I'm sorry I've said that like a million times (laughs) but we go home okay we get home somehow she beat us home and the kitchen was like a disaster Like she flipped the chairs, the table was destroyed. There was stuff everywhere. Like she looks like a tornado had went through our kitchen and it was a townhouse with three levels. So we walked in into the kitchen and then her and I had bedrooms on the third floor. So it was a long hallway and then just her bedroom on one side, my bedroom on the other. So Maddie and I and this other girl, we go upstairs to my room this other girl's puking in my bathroom. Maddie and I are like laughing hysterically about something. I don't know. We're kind of drunk still. And we hear banging and we're like, what's going on? Kate, oh, frick. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> um, is throwing things in our hallway. She's banging the door. And we're like, Maddie opens the door 
And we're like, what? What are you doing? And she's like, I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just losing her mind. Okay, cool. Close the door. Keeps going. Hearing more banging. Somehow she had gotten downstairs to the kitchen in between, like, a five-minute freakout episode. We open the door again. Maddie's standing in the doorway. I didn't see this. She comes running down the hall doing something I won't say with this knife. And then when I come around Maddie, she lunges at her with a steak knife. Maddie's fine. Don't worry. But she has good reflexes. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been fine. Kind of jumped back. Crystal got her finger with the knife. Blood everywhere. It was a whole thing. And, uh, yeah, anyways, please shut up, blah, 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 blah. Crazy story. I still to this day don't know what set, set it off at all. None of us do. Um, but, uh, that is the highest level of toxic energy that I have ever experienced in my life. And, you know, living there surrounded by it all the time like definitely turned us into less than ideal people as well like we started like doing some not so nice things not to that extent that's for sure and I don't know if I should have really gotten that in depth but like that was my most toxic living situation and relationship situation that I have ever been in and since then I have vowed to myself to never let anybody treat me like that or let anyone change myself into someone I didn't want to be because I fully believe that we are the sum of the people that we surround ourselves with you could be the most happy positive person on the planet but if you're constantly surrounded by negative energy it will eventually eat away at your beautiful positive soul and you will succumb to being negative as well like I said I was a completely different person when I lived in that house as much as crystal was the key to that negativity we all joined her. You know, we were none of us were our best selves. And, you know, my point is that we've never been engulfed in such toxic energy. If we weren't, we wouldn't have been those less than ideal people. And by being surrounded by it for so long, it took some undoing. And it sucks. Like, we wasted almost a whole year of our lives being surrounded by that. And it did nothing for us. You know, it was a big lesson that we all learned. And I know I took a lot away from that situation. And now I'm here talking to you because I've implemented strategies in my life to deal with toxicity. And I try really hard not to surround myself with people like that. You know, if there are people like family or friends that you don't, you can't necessarily get rid of or you don't want to fully cut out, you just learn to keep them at arm's length and you'll learn what role they can be in your life. And the, but the, you know what? The same goes for the opposite, though. And that's what's key here. Like, if you feel like you're in a negative vir- environment or hang out with friends that don't support or lift you up, and you choose to remove yourself from that and start surrounding yourself with people who are uplifting, like, you become that energy. You will automatically be better. You'll do better. You'll feel better. Now, whew, sorry to unload all of that on you. I know I kind of, like, whew, brushed past that, but, like, we're here. Everything's kosher. I promise strategies. Here they are. The only thing I do want to remind you of first with any discussion is that you can't change people. 
the only thing that you can change is how you handle things. Okay, so number one, setting boundaries. If you don't take in anything else that we talk about, please take in this one. And I know it's something that's been more of like a highlighted thing recently in social media and different conversations that people are having. And like, that's for a reason. It's a really good thing. So don't just say, oh yeah, 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 boundaries. Yep, I've heard this a million times. Okay, great. Peach, you've heard this a million times, but do you implement boundaries? Do you know what that means? Are you doing anything about it? (laughs) I don't think so. First thing I want you to do when you're thinking about what your boundaries even are, is identify your core values. Think about what you believe to be morally aligned, and this will help you clearly identify behaviors in others that you don't want to tolerate. Then once you've identified that, you can clearly communicate those boundaries if you're comfortable doing that. Saying things like, say the toxic trait we're going to talk about is like people gossiping about other people. Then literally, you can just say, Please don't do that when I'm around. It is not something something I'm comfortable discussing. However, if you're like most of us, then sometimes speaking directly about stuff like that is challenging, especially when we're first learning to set boundaries. It can be anxiety-inducing. So if you're not comfortable with that, that is okay. What you can do instead is just limit your interaction with those people. And if that's difficult to do because they're your coworker and you have to work closely with them or family member that you have to see all the time, then you are now the director of conversations. I am appointing you the director of your conversations with these people. Keep it minimal and keep it to things that don't trigger you. Like keep your conversations with a toxic coworker short, strictly about work and only what you absolutely have to talk about. Always be polite, though, because we don't want to be the toxic one. Stay polite. Stay your higher self. Uh, And with family and friends, just keep them at an arm's length and don't engage. If this person is talking about something you don't like, just blatantly change the subject. (laughs) Eventually, somebody should get the hint that you don't want to talk about those kind of things. And when it comes to social media, your boundaries can literally be unfollowing things that you don't like. It's your social media. You don't have to follow what you don't want to see. Or you can just like hide specific kinds of posts. You don't necessarily have to block or delete people if you don't want to. Just limit your exposure to their content. I know most social media platforms have this option. Or you can totally block and delete those people. That's something you can do. I fully support that. And simply, just say no. You don't need any excuses or reasons You don't need to explain yourself. You're allowed to say no to whatever you want. And true friends that aren't toxic won't make you feel like shit for doing that. And Peach, do your best to control the guilty feeling. If you have that feeling, like we always talk about, your emotions are valid and they're there for a reason. But just know it's okay to be selfish because that's not a bad selfish in this situation. You need to protect your mental health and your environment first and foremost. And truly toxic people will do their damnedest to try and push those feelings of guilt onto you and try to undo your boundaries or cross a line. But you put them there for a reason, so I want you to stay strong. It can be difficult at first, 
But once they're in place and you get used to it, you'll feel so much lighter and it'll become way easier to maintain those boundaries. And remember too, that you won't necessarily see a change right away. So don't get discouraged. Everything takes time. It can take time to get comfortable in reinforcing your boundaries and also time for the people you're putting those boundaries in place for or distancing yourself from to get used to it as well and like stop pushing back. A lot of times conversations about how to set boundaries just seem not quite realistic in terms of making it stick, but it doesn't actually have to be complicated, Peach. Literally, if someone that you're around a lot, like a friend, seems toxic, just don't reply to her text as much or don't hang out with her as much. You can say no. Like I said before, you can still keep these people in your life if you don't feel like cutting them out completely, if that's too harsh. Because I'm sure in your life, they're in your life for a reason and you love them. But decide what their role is and keep them in it. For example, if you have a friend that's really fun to go out with, but not really great at lifting you up and supporting things that you do, and you find that to be a bit of a toxic trait, just hang out with her when you're ready to have fun. She doesn't have to be everything to you. Like Not every friend feel, fulfills every role that you need a friend to. Different friends are in place for different reasons. And you can just have her as your fun friend, and that's okay because that's your boundary. Okay, number two, don't get involved in the drama. This is like, it's along the same lines of setting boundaries, but this is more of a you thing than a them thing. We all have this fascination with chaos or negative information. I don't fully get it, but we're all like that. It's like when everyone slows down the highway to get a look at the accident. It's horrible, but it's true. I try not to care, but sometimes I can't help it. I don't know what's so addicting to disorder, chaos. It can be easy to get sucked into other people's problems because of our curiosity. But once you're in, it's a hell of a lot harder to get out. It's kind of like quicksand. (laughs) So resist that urge to know and steer very clear of the toxic energy. Because let me tell you, drama might be entertaining to watch on TV but it is detrimental to the positive life that we are out here trying to live. Okay, peaches? Number three, it's kind of a combination of two things. Don't judge and know your own flaws. The toxic people in our lives that we are talking about are people who do things that we don't like. But that doesn't mean that we also have to be less than our higher selves when we deal with it. You can be compassionate, understanding, and kind while still maintaining your boundaries, especially to yourself first. And own your strengths and weaknesses because if you know your own flaws and you embrace them or are just, you just, you know them and you're okay talking about them, then toxic people can't use them for power over you. Okay, other ways to deal. We're moving on to number four. This is an interesting one that I've kind of thought, forgive, but don't forget. Okay, forgiveness isn't for them. It's for you. It helps protect your energy. You're not forgiving them to make them feel better. You're doing it so that you have nothing heavy weighing down your soul. It's not a sign that you accept or condone the behavior. It's 
an act of self-love to not let anyone hold that power over you. But it is important not to forget, not to hold the past over anyone's head, but to have it in the back of your mind so it helps you to not make the same mistakes by letting the same toxic energy close to you. It will continue to give you clarity for the future and know when toxic energy is beginning. And number five, I think we touched on this at the beginning, but it's important to understand the cycle. Many toxic people have a pattern and it usually starts in the beginning with sunshine and rainbows, right? They're kind, they're empathetic towards you, loving, impressive. It's almost like they're acting like someone who's like uplifting and a really good friend. That's not to say that they're not, but like, then when they get comfortable, there's this increase in demand for your emotional resources. Then there's drama. And then there are situations that arise that force you to choose them, directly or indirectly. They may gaslight you into, you know, not being on their side, making you feel bad, telling you you're not a good friend, questioning your morals. They're good at inflicting feelings of guilt or remorse. They're good at gaining sympathy and stuff so that you pass the test. Then they might be good for a bit and give you just enough good to make you stick around. But the good feeling... The feeling like, oh, okay, this is not going to happen again. No, that doesn't last long. There's always more drama that you're being dragged into or another fight they're picking with you or another situation that's leaving you feel drained or like you're less than an ideal person. You know, there are many different situations or ways it can go. But the point is, is that it's almost always a cycle. And the sooner you recognize that, the sooner you can work to break out of it using all the tactics that we just finished talking about. Unfortunately, Peaches, the world is full of people that exhibit toxic behavior. And, but, not and, but, we don't have to open ourselves up to being damaged by it. If we live deliberately and move with intention, using our knowledge of toxic traits to give us clarity and help us set boundaries, that prevent us from being sucked into the cycle, you will be way less impacted by these people and it'll help you to move through life without being affected by toxicity. You deserve to feel free and not allow anyone to drain you. Awareness is the first step to conquering the power that the toxic people have over you. And now you have, because you've reached the end of this episode and you have the knowledge now. So, Go out there and take your power back. So, with that, today's episode is come to an end. I want to remind you that your direction is more important than your speed. A step forward, even if it's just one, is a step in the right direction and progress you should be proud of. You are beautiful, you are smart, and you can do anything, including dealing with toxic people. (laughs) Talk soon, peaches. Mwah!